ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Australia, Iran, and Colombia, and in the states of Maine, Utah, and Ohio, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet for today's topic your tip is laugh you cannot laugh and be sad at the same time you can shift your mood by forcing yourself to laugh do this by making funny faces at yourself in the mirror laughing at nothing or participating in laugh yoga classes you can also watch a funny movie or sitcom Teach yourself to see the humor in life, even in your own most challenging experiences. In a recent episode of the Murphy Brown Show, Hillary Clinton came on dressed in a professional red suit, applying to be Murphy Brown's secretary. I smile every time I think of that scene and Hillary's willingness to laugh at herself and her current situation while helping many of us bounce back from the shock of her defeat in in an election where she won the popular vote by 2.8 million votes with a margin of 2.1% yet yet lost to the the office to a man who has become an ongoing joke for our late night comedians. At the same time that I do believe laughter is healing, I also believe that the intent of the joke is important. When we make fun of people in an unkind way, we are adding to the negative energy in the world. If we're here to become more loving, it's good to laugh at ourselves in a kind way as Hillary did. But mean-spirited jokes at the expense of other people, including our president, is cruel. Our efforts would be better spent asking ourselves why we have an electoral college that allows someone to win the popular vote and lose the election. 
Instead of laughing at our president, we would be wiser to use our voices to change the system and to vote people into office on November 6th who support making those changes and who uphold the same values we do. Yes, use laughter to increase your resilience, but do so in a discerning way, just as you should be discerning about how you use the privilege to vote. I encourage you to help create a nation where we can laugh with our elected officials and not at them. Knowing our past lives can help us become more resilient also. Past lives are often the source of confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences can create faster and deeper change. With my process, you'll discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In the next workshop, you will experience your past lives with my expert guidance, learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own, heal your past, present, and future, connect deeply with your spirit and soul, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, release the negative influences from your past lives, gain new self-awareness, empowerment, and peace. We'll meet on November 17th for details and to register Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Looking ahead, my next workshop will be the Om Am Awakening, Balancing the Divine Feminine and Divine Masculine. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present these workshops or another one in your area, like Overcoming Abuse or Creativity as Self-Expression, or for my individual sessions. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, with an emphasis on spirituality, and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Linda Graham, who will talk with us about resilience. In last week's show, Dr. Raymond Moody and Lisa Smart talked about near-death experiences and the afterlife. 
Dr. Moody said that it was only after years of research and hearing similar stories over and over again that he became convinced that there is an afterlife and that there is a presence of love and light that people call by various names, including God. In fact, he now prays all of the time and marvels in the answers to those prayers. He also shared that the afterlife is about justice and love, not punishment. In his research, people consistently described a life review where they saw what they did to others from the perspective of the other person. The purpose of the life review is to help them grow in compassion and love and to stop causing suffering. One listener, James, wrote, I found Dr. Moody's journey and the information he shared from his research to be quite fascinating. I even dug out my Harvard classic volume of Plato's Republic for a revisit. Dr. Moody's statement, and I'm paraphrasing, that past lives give us the opportunity to view ourselves through other people's eyes to be very illuminating and has caused me to ponder this phenomenon in relation to my current life journey. Thank you for having him on the show and for the nudge for others like myself to reflect on and to discover our own path and purpose. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For previous shows on past lives, please listen to Reincarnation, The Proof and the Gift with Dave DeSano on September 10th, 2015. Proof of the Afterlife with Mark Ireland on December December 10th, 2015, and My Journey Through Time, A Spiritual Memoir with Dina Miriam on July 19th, 2018. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. For added value, read my latest blog on Dina Miriam's show about her past lives. Here's an excerpt. Dina emphasized that the purpose of karma or the law of cause and effect is to help us, not to punish us. We are on earth to grow and learn how to not cause harm and how to love others and ourselves more. To read this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Now it's time for my silver lining story. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. For those of us who grew up with abuse, resilience needs to be learned. One of my clients who was physically, mentally, and emotionally abused all through her childhood and into her 20s has been working with me for a few years now to heal. She has been dedicated to our work together and her commitment to herself to let go of the pain from the past and live a life filled with love and joy instead of the fear she was raised in. She has also done some meditations with my mentor and healer, Dwan Washington. After our session this week, she wrote this email about how each of us is different and yet connected to each other and to heal the healing of the world. She wrote, 
Dwan works deeply with people in the spiritual realm. It's impressive just as the work you do is to help the abused like me and through your radio show, seminars, writing, artwork, and the spiritual products you're developing, you help people who might not choose to work with someone like Dwan or who can't do so but are open to heal and to new ways of living and thinking. Through my music and performances one day, I hope to help the abused and others who might not be open to the traditional healing process, but look to music and shows as solace and a way to trigger and deal with their emotions and life circumstances. Dwan passes healing to you and you to me. We have different roles that are all equally important and interconnected. Negative energies that Dwan help remove from you help you to do the same for me and lead you to a new level of consciousness allowing you to better guide me as a client, allowing me to feel more empowered about a certain situation, which I decide to write a song about. And that song is then played on a local pop station in another country, which is then heard by a young girl who's being sex trafficked or married off as a child bride or something else horrific, and it helps her get through it in some way. She might not even understand the words, but the healing energy from Dwan to you, to me, translates to her in a way that she understands and gives her hope in the worst of circumstances. A dramatic example, but real. We can't just change the world. We have to heal it and all the people in it any way we can, in the way we were each meant to. I hope one day to make my piece of the puzzle happen. I know I have the help I need to do it. Thank you, your pupil. Our guest today, Linda Graham, is a licensed marriage and family therapist and mindful self-compassion teacher. She leads international trainings on resilience and well-being, which integrate relational psychology, mindfulness, and neuroscience. She's the winner of a 2013 Books for a Better Life Award, and her new book is Resilience and its companion workbook, The Resilience Toolkit. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In keeping with our topic of resilience, I want to share a stream of comments from one of my Facebook posts this week. This is particularly meaningful to me because for most of my life, I had difficulty seeing the good in my life and in the world. I was able to survive but not thrive. Now I see the good with ease and I share it to help others do so. Jeremy Beatty wrote, you post such inspirational videos. Keep it up. There is so much to be discouraged about these days. Lois Rayet added, beautiful Paula, as Jeremy said above, keep it up. I told you, you always make me smile. It's heartwarming more today than ever to see good people doing good things for others. Our hearts and our country need more of that. I said, 
Thank you both for taking the time to comment on my post. That's exactly why I do it. We all need to be reminded of all the good that exists in our world. We need hope, laughter, love, nature, music, dance, gratitude, and all the good things that remind us of the wonder and beauty of being alive and the privilege of every breath we take. Wishing you both and everyone else who reads this comment a beautiful evening. Lois ended with, thank you, Paula. I smile just reading what you wrote. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Read about and register for my Past Life Regression Workshop or Contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what in your life or in the world is currently upsetting you? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Graham to talk about resilience. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. 
Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. This interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoy at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what in your life or in the world is currently upsetting you. I'm so pleased to welcome Linda Graham to talk about resilience. Um, Linda, the work that you do is so very important, and this word resilience has um, is relatively new in our popular um, vocabulary, but I'm not sure everyone really understands what you mean by that. So would you talk with us a little bit about what resilience is? Sure. So resilience is seen as capacities to bounce back from adversity, from the challenges and crises in life, from any disappointment or difficulty or even disaster. So resilience is very foundational to navigating the ups and downs of our lives. Traditionally, resilience has been seen as inborn traits, whether we have grit or determination or perseverance. But now, as I'm suggesting in the book Resilience, we're learning from the behavioral sciences, from neuroscience, that people really can choose tools and techniques and experiences that will cultivate in their own brain, in their own being, capacities of response flexibility, being able to perceive what's happening and our reactions to what's happening and be able to shift our perspectives, to shift our patterns of response and be able to make wise choices. So that capacity of response flexibility is really key. It's innate in the brain. It's one of the functions of the prefrontal cortex. And when we choose tools and techniques that will strengthen and increase that response flexibility, then we can become more resilient and we can learn that we can become more resilient. So that's the aim of the exercises in the book is to strengthen that capacity. Well, and a lot of people never learn how to respond to adversity and and so and and how how to um how to process it and how to let it go. And so it gets stuck in our bodies and in our minds and in our hearts. And, and, and so there's sort of often this feeling of helplessness and hopelessness that nothing will ever get better, nothing will ever change. Um, but the techniques that you teach are saying that doesn't have to be the case, that people, even if you were never taught these things as a child, that they are learnable uh, and teachable and learnable and that we can change. Right. So I try to organize the tools in the book in a way that builds resilience from the bottom up and the inside out, just like we would have learned it if that had happened in our childhood. And so I begin with somatic body-based tools of breath, 
touch, movement, visualization that help us regulate our nervous system, regulate our survival responses to a startle or to a danger so that we can come back into what's known as the range of resilience. We don't have to be stuck. We don't have to feel helpless. We can actually come back to the natural physiological equilibrium that primes the neuroplasticity of the brain to respond differently. And then into emotional intelligence. So people can learn how to manage surges of very difficult emotions like anger or fear or disgust or shame and be able to come back out of the negativity bias of the brain back out into more openness, more receptivity, more optimism, more positive view of things and the direct measurable outcome of that is resilience and then all our relational skills whether that's relating to ourselves do we have an inner critic in there that kind of pounds on us if we make a mistake or do we have a sense of self-awareness self-acceptance self-appreciation that really allows us to be strong and flexible in the face of adversity relating to other people so that we can actually draw on other people as refuges when times are dark, as resources, when we might be feeling overwhelmed or helpless. And then, of course, the reflective intelligence, the capacity to see our own patterns of thinking, our own patterns of reacting, so that we can choose to shift them. We can shift from negative to more positive ways of thinking and approaching problems, and we can learn that we can do that. We can learn to focus our attention differently. So all of that together means over time we're learning the practices and installing them in our brain that help us be more resilient. As my colleague Frankie Perez says, how you respond to the issue is the issue. So we're learning to change our responses to things even when they're difficult and overwhelming. So some of us were taught not to cry, not to be angry, anything that might upset a parent or an adult, uh, we were shut down. So how do you even begin to, um, to become aware of feelings that you've been blocking your entire mm-hmm. life? So I offer tools from the Mindful Self-Compassion Protocol developed by Kristen Neff and Chris Germer, and I use the tools with their permission because mindful self-compassion practice allows us to be mindful, aware of what we're experiencing, even if that's been pushed to the side or repressed before, and to have compassion for ourselves that we're experiencing that. No shame or blame, but if we're wanting to cry or wanting to be angry and we're a human being, human beings all over the planet need to cry or be angry when things are upsetting. That's what activates us to act. So we bring that self-compassion to bear. May I be kind to myself. May I accept this moment. May I accept myself. May I give. May I have all the compassion I need so that, again, we open out of our contraction, reactivity, negativity, out of our survival responses, out of our old patterns that we were taught, into more openness, more learning, more receptivity, and we're actually able then to see what our options are, what our choices are. So any of those positive emotion practices like compassion, kindness, gratitude, awe, joy, delight, open the brain back up so that we can be more resilient. 
So give us an example of, uh, of a self-compassion exercise, for instance. What, what, what would help me to forgive myself or to feel less guilty? Mm-hmm. So actually one of the first tools that I teach all the time to clients and workshop participants, and then it's incorporated into the Mindful Self-Compassion Protocol. But that is called Hand on the Heart, and it's actually powerful enough to calm down a panic attack in less than a minute. So it's simply putting your own hand on your own heart center so you feel the warm touch of your hand on your heart. So, excuse me, Linda, can, can um, can the listeners do this along with you? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Okay. Let's do that. Go ahead. Putting your own hand on your own heart center so that you feel the warm, safe touch of your hand on your heart. And then beginning to breathe slowly, more deeply, more gently into the heart center. And if you wish, breathing in a sense of ease or goodness or safety or trust into the heart center. And then the core of the practice is to remember a moment, just one moment, when you felt safe and loved and cherished by another human being, not the whole relationship, just one moment. And that could be with a partner or a child. It could be with a friend or a therapist or a coach. It could be with a spiritual figure. And it could be with a pet, and pets are actually great for this. But you remember a moment when you felt safe, loved, cherished, and you let the warm glow of that feeling wash through your body. And you stay there for 10 or 20 or 30 seconds feeling that warm glow. And what's happening when we do that is that the breathing deeply activates the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. It's the calming branch of the nervous system. When we breathe in a sense of ease or safety or goodness, we're restoring the coherent heart rate variability of the heart, which allows us to respond to stress more flexibly. When we remember a moment of feeling safe and loved and cherished, we're activating the release of oxytocin, which is the brain's hormone of safety and trust. It's the brain's direct and immediate antidote to the stress hormone cortisol. So when you get the oxytocin flowing through your body brain, it brings a sense of ease and safety and equilibrium. And from there, we're more able to respond to whatever is difficult. So I ask people to practice this many times a day at first, not even waiting until there's something startling happening so that you're creating the neural pathway that helps your brain find that response more quickly. And then anytime there is a startle, your hand will automatically go to your heart. You'll automatically begin to think of people where you felt safe and loved and cherished. And so this becomes a new pattern of response to something that's difficult. And that's what we're trying to do, cultivating these tools of resilience, is over time letting these tools become the new automatic way that we respond to difficulty. They're there even without having to think about it. So you talk about the the sort of the fallback position or where our brains have been conditioned to go to the negative 
And what you're doing with the exercises like this one, which I just want to comment for me was really powerful. I could just, um, you know, I closed my eyes and I just was there with you following that practice. And it really was beautiful. And I can see Mm -hmm. where in a um, tense moment that it could really be extremely helpful. So, and it's mm-hmm. just one example of over a hundred exercises that you have to help people uh, in, in your book to help people go from uh, anxiety or or stress or a negativity to a positive. But help us understand a little more about this. Uh, automatic movement toward uh, toward negativity that we have. Okay, so the brain has hardwired in through evolution what's called the negativity bias, mean, meaning that we will automatically notice and remember an experience that is negative or unpleasant or dangerous more than we will notice and pay attention to and remember an experience that is positive or pleasant or safe. And that's automatic. That's designed to help us survive as a species and as an individual. So we're never not going to have that negativity bias. So we have to intentionally choose and consciously cultivate practices that will help us overcome that automatic reaction. And so that's why I teach so many practices of Kindness, gratitude, compassion, awe, joy, delight, because when we consciously cultivate those and practice those every day, then we're creating resources in the brain that will help us automatically antidote that negativity bias. So when you do a gratitude practice for things you're grateful for, but also grateful for bad things that didn't happen, then when something difficult does happen, you can automatically think, but, oh, I'm alive, I'm blessed, I get to deal with this. As my teacher James Barris says, you start looking for everything that is going more than all right, and you recover your balance, you recover your equilibrium, and then you can be more resilient. I I think that's so powerful, and I want it emphasize that you said it's about choosing and it's an ongoing choice it's not like a one-time deal and that oh well I already did that you know why aren't I healed yet and that this Mm -hmm. is a process that it's not an event it takes time it takes commitment and it takes an ongoing willingness to choose the positive and to choose all the beautiful things that you were saying joy awe beauty um love and 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 gratitude and to really live more and more in that place by choice mm-hmm. and if i've done a lot of this teaching and writing now, yes, we make a choice, we need to make a choice. I actually think we have a responsibility to make those choices. If we want to be responsible for our own well-being and healing in the planet, we have a responsibility to learn these tools, make these choices, and create the impact over time. I'm fond of, of putting these two quotes together, one from my friend Janet Friedman, um, catch the moment, make a choice, 
And then from the environmental activist, Julie Butterfly Hill, every moment has a choice, and every choice has an impact. So when you put that together, catch the moment, make a choice. Every moment has a choice, every choice has an impact. So you're, that's the trajectory of resilience. And the more we take that on as a practice, the more we're going to be able to be resilient but also help other people through their difficulties and hard times as well. That's really beautiful and I think so important because often when we've had a lot of trauma uh, and, and didn't have these tools for resilience, we want it all to change instantly, sort of a fairy tale um, kind of ending as opposed to life being ongoing choices and a series of um, making healthy choices and choosing to be positive and to heal. Um, this is a good place for us to take a break and then to come back and to talk more about resilience um, and how we can all become more resilient and happier. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, what can you do to help yourself bounce back from what is currently upsetting you? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Graham to talk more about resilience and bouncing back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you can do to help yourself bounce back from what is currently upsetting you. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn about Archangel Cherian and how he can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Linda Graham talking about resilience and bouncing back. Uh, Linda, you talk about in in your book about mindful empathy em- excuse me, mindful empathy and and the three skills um, that help to create it. Empathy has been talked about so much lately, and yet, you know, we still have people making fun of each other and in uh, publicly our president making fun of Dr. Ford and, and as I referred to earlier, comedians making fun of our pres- president. How How do we... Um, create mindful empathy and help us to see that um, that's what heals. So it is mindful empathy, which is really being able to attend to experience and attune to the experience, get the felt sense of it, and make sense of the experience so that there's no shame or blame involved. We use mindful empathy to build that inner secure base of resilience when we feel seen and heard and understood and validated and of importance of worth. That's what builds the inner secure base of resilience. And hopefully that happens the first time around with our caregivers. If it doesn't, it can happen at any time in our lives by having that experience of resonant connection, being seen and being valued. So there are many tools in the book to help people recover that now. It's important to understand that we also have something called emotional contagion. We can pick up other people's feelings very easily and take them on. We're hardwired to do that as human beings. So it's important also to have this capacity, which I talk about in the book, of theory of mind to be able to differentiate and to know you are you and I am me and you can be having your emotions and beliefs and thoughts and plans and I can be having my own 
feelings and thoughts and beliefs and plans, and they're different, and that that's okay. And I think something that would help us all in the times that we're living in is to be able to differentiate ourselves from all the messages that we're being bombarded with and still be able to stay true to our own core values, our own intentions and integrity. So we do want to be empathic and to know what we're feeling, know what other people are feeling. But as my teacher Philip Moffat teaches, we want to be affected but not infected. So we have some boundaries where we don't let ourselves be pulled off center. That's part of being resilient also. Um, <clears throat> what what you're saying is uh, reminding me that often is, um, many of us who either grew up with abuse or or didn't um, often take on the role of parent for uh, a, maybe an alco- alcoholic parent or a parent who doesn't have resilience and doesn't know how to cope, and so we we do lose our boundaries and we get confused as to where we start and where we end and what somebody else's fears and worries and needs and what our own are. And we kind of get Mm -hmm. lost. And so how Mm -hmm. that's been the experience for at least a third of the population. And I believe it's actually much higher. How, how do how does one begin to learn to separate who I am from who the, that other person is and to draw those boundaries? Right. So what you're talking about are very basic attachment styles that develop when we're growing up with our parents and caregivers. And when we do feel seen and understood and validated, we will develop secure attachment. We will develop a secure style of resilience. When that goes awry, and there are many ways that it can go awry, we can either develop an avoidance style, we kind of cut ourselves off from other people, or an enmeshed style, and we get too involved with other people. And we really want to find that balance again of being able to relate and connect, but also to be able to have our own mind and our own choices. So one of the quotes I'm fond of from my mentor, Diana Fosha, the roots of resilience are to be found in the felt sense of being held in the mind and heart of an empathic, attuned, and self-possessed other. So we heal by being seen by other people, partner, friend, therapist, coach, and experiencing ourselves being of worth and being of value. One of the words in Diana's quote is self-possessed. So we need to be able to be with people who don't need us to be a certain way for them. That we get to be ourselves and we're not taking care of them. So we find those relationships, and that's what I talk about a lot in relational intelligence with others, how we find those relationships that actually um, strengthen our resilience and build our skills rather than us being in the service of another person's needs. That's so beautifully said. Thank you so much. And that leads me to want to ask you about something 
that it is also so important um, when when we do have an adverse situation, a trauma, um, a negative situation, we go into what I used to think of as fight, flight, and recently freeze. And now you've added mm-hmm. a fourth word to that, fold. Um, so I, mm-hmm. will you talk with us a little bit about that and about the um, most effective ways that you found to help people come out of that fight, flight, freeze, fold response? Mm-hmm. So that response is the automatic survival responses of our automatic nervous system. Our nervous system unconsciously 24-7 is scanning the environment for danger. And so it will alert us and we either rev up into fight, flight. We're either going to fight the danger or flee from the danger, but we activate, we mobilize in order to be able to do that. If we freeze or fold, the nervous system can also shut itself down for protection. We collapse, we numb out, we withdraw, we fold. And so that's another way of trying to stay safe, except now we're immobilized, we're inactive. It's a more passive stance. So to either calm down the revving up or to reactivate from the numbing out. The deep, mostly we experience this as either too much anxiety or too much depression. So in order to come back into that range of resilience, what's called the window of tolerance, we use the tools to either calm down the nervous system or to reactivate the nervous system so that we're in a state where we're actually calm and relaxed but engaged and alert. And from there, we can deal with anything. We can deal with danger. We can also, you know, contribute to human civilization. So a lot of the tools in the book of breath, touch, movement, visualization are designed to bring that regulation back to the nervous system. And and that's so important. And and I think that these new understandings that include freeze and fold, at least for me, have helped me understand a whole set of behaviors that I had most of my life before I was able mm-hmm. to get to really deep levels of healing. But I never understood why I could be standing there and not able to open my mouth, you know, or mm-hmm. or, right. or sort. Of lose um, consciousness in a way, I'd sort of space out, and that's what you're calling folding. That's this is really profound because if we don't understand what's happening to us, we have no way to change it and to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And by understanding it, we do have choices about how to heal. That's that's the empowering part of it. Exactly, because then you can either, you have the choice of to, to blame, be angry, and I'm not saying we don't all go through that, um, because as you say, those are human emotions, and we do, but we can either stay there or we can say, okay, it was what it was. I'm an adult now. I have choices, and I can right. stay in that unhappy mode, or I can find a way to heal and um, and, and 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 love life. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You really. This would be a whole other discussion, but you're really pointing to the capacities of the adult 
itself to go back and heal the wounding that the inner child experienced. And now the adult self can be there for that inner child and help it heal from the wounding of the past. But that's another interview. <laughs> um, well, we, we may do that um, because I think that is so important because I think, um, you know, years of, of blaming and feeling angry about what I didn't have, and I know I'm not unusual. Um, I, unfortunately, I think I'm more typical than not. Was really self-defeating, and and until I came to awareness that the only way I could get what I didn't have growing up was to choose to find it and to give it to myself and to find others, as you said, who could see me and reflect back to me who I am and not what I learned as a child. And then the past really is like another lifetime or another existence. It really doesn't impact anymore except for the learning and the um uh, uh, and and the knowledge and the wisdom and and growth that occurred as a result of that, so it becomes um, tied into positive as opposed to staying in a negative zone. Right, um, Linda. This was again so prof- another interview. You're pointing to the steps that people go through to come into post-traumatic growth, um, coming out of trauma into thriving and well-being again. But again, another interview about post-traumatic growth. All right. Well, it's a date um, <laughs> because um, <laughs> it is it is so important. We will figure out a time. Right now, I want to thank you so much for sharing um, so much information and 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 helpful information that can change lives and will change lives. I encourage everyone to purchase Linda Graham's book, Resilience, and her um, uh, accompanying toolkit, and also to go to her website, Linda Graham Dash M F T. Many blessings, Linda, and thank you. And thank Thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com and like us on Facebook. Then read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages, connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to like me and on Facebook and 
and contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Cherian, who works with me and my clients and you as well. He's the Archangel of Overcoming Blocks to Progress. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to use your own words or say something like, Archangel Cherian, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be more resilient or trusting or to let go of old flight, fight, freeze, fold patterns. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Carly Mattimore will talk about sacred messengers of shamanic Africa. November 8th when Dr. Lynn Robinson will talk about loving to the end. And November 15th when Lane Dalfin will talk about interpreting your dreams. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.